themselves it can uh, can never by the same sacrifices offered year after year make a perfect those who draw near to him so he was he was saying to us that the old testament was a pattern was a shadow of things to come the old testament is the is the purposes and the grace of god concealed the new testament is the grace and the power of god revealed amen so we see that god is in the new testament is revealing certain things but he says the old testament was given for our learning and for our instruction so that means there are things that when we when we read of accounts in in the old testament or for example and i shared this morning about elisha and and king joash as he tells him okay point the arrow into this uh, your bow into this area and shoot the arrow then he tells him take the arrows and strike it on the ground and and and, and, he, and he, he doesn't tell him how many times and he strikes it three times but he said to him you should have struck it five or six times and and, and so when we look at those type of learnings he, he's saying to us there are things that you you are desiring of god but the more you press into god the more you will see the answers of god so there are there are things scriptures that are read so when the prophet gets angry with the king it's a lesson for us to learn is that how often when, when god says us do something we do it till god answers amen that means he, he said to the king if you struck uh, struck it uh, five or six times you would have not just defeated him the enemy you would have completely wiped them out that means they would not come and attack you again there are some enemies that keep there are some things in our lives spiritually spiritual attacks that we experience every so often but god is saying to you if you obey my word this this enemy that you see today you will see them no more amen then i'm here to say to you that in in the lifespan of the of the israelite nation the egyptians never attacked them again the Philistines attacked them over and over again but the Egyptians never because God said to them the the enemy you see today you will see them no more because if you come to that place where there's a complete trust a place where there's learning now a lot of us like to learn from experience and some people say that experience is a good teacher but i want to say to you and suggest to you today learning from other people's experiences is a better teacher. You don't have to go through things for you to learn some lessons. Because someone else has gone through it, let that be a lesson for you. That's why the Bible says the Old Testament is a shadow of things to come. It's a pattern. The Bible says there are some things that are common to men. There are some things that are common. You take your hand If, if they did it a, a thousand years ago, they put their hand in the fire, they got burned. You go today, you put your hand in the fire, you'll get burned. Some things that are common to men. Time may change, technology may change, but there are some things that are common to men. I want you to know today, I pray that God will give you the ability not to want to learn from your own mistakes. And we should, we should learn from our own mistakes. But the better way is to learn from the mistakes of others. Don't do what other people did. Because if we do what other people have done before, we will get the same results they got. We will get the same pain they got. We will get the same hurt they got. Amen? May the Lord help you today. Amen? To learn. Amen? Some of you are saying, no, no, no.
of them through experience is painful. Learning from experience sometimes can be hurt you. You may not be able to get up again. Amen? We're not as strong as our previous generation. We're a little bit weak now. grandparents and all, we never saw them sneezing and coughing and getting sinuses. They'll ask, what was that? They take Vicks, they rub it on you and they say, okay, you're okay. We have to take chronic medication, we have to do different, amen? We're not that strong. Amen? They'll probably, if, they, if, if some of them, of our grandparents were alive, they'll come and laugh at us. Sunday to be toughened up today. Amen. May the Lord help us to learn. Amen. And I pray that the, and then when you build it, this is what the Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5 says. We build after the patterns of that which is in the heavens. When you're building in your life, when you're building in your home, build after the patterns that is in heaven. Amen. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We are grateful for your hand upon us. We are grateful for your faithfulness and your grace upon our lives and we pray today that even as we worship as we praise you as we glorify your name that you will begin to move over our lives that you will begin to speak into the lives of your people that today we pray oh god we build after the patterns of heaven we learn we understand that scripture has been given for our learning and so today we learn from the experience that others have done and how you've given them breakthrough do it for us. This is our desire today that we would encounter you in a special way. Bless us and minister to us in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Welcome. And as you join with us, let's just worship God together and then we'll get around the world. Amen.
I pray today that may the Lord heal you. If healing is what you desire, may the Lord heal you. May the Lord give you a breakthrough. For some of you that are trusting God for a financial breakthrough, may the Lord show up on your behalf supernaturally. Supernaturally. May the Lord show up on your behalf supernaturally. I speak the hand and the favor of the Lord. I speak the grace of the Lord upon your life. That the Lord that watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He, he knows your cry. He knows that midnight hour. He knows that moment in your life where it feels like everything is going astray. But today you are in this place just to hear the word from the Lord. That God has determined for you to be victorious. God has determined for you to become an overcomer. And you are more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus. So Father, this morning, won't you just bless your people? Won't you just minister to them? Even this morning as we sit around your word, we believe that the entrance of your word brings light and life. We pray over for your daughter, Pastor Margie, today, even as you would share the word of, of truth with us. I pray, O oh God, that may there just come the light of God. May there just come the grace of God. May there just come the power of God. Father, I pray that somebody's spirit will be ignited. I pray, O oh Lord, somebody, O oh God, like we would say, like Jeremiah said, it is like fire locked up within our bones. Father, it will be like, O oh God, that you're setting us on fire again for you. You are telling us, O oh God, that it is our time to stand up. It is our time to engage. It's our time to trust God for a victory. So today we declare that there's going to be a victory. There's going to be a victory in and through the name of Jesus. We pray for our children, even as they go to Sunday school, bless them. Speak to them, Lord. Minister to them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Bless the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. Thanks for watching, team. Over to Pastor Mark.
Sunday, to Sunday school or to, uh, to youth and the teacher or the, the youth leader would call out the scripture and he had to quickly page through it and find the scripture and the one who finds it the first will be the winner of that day, right? So uh, it, it, it somehow it prepared us for how important the word of God is for our lives, right? And it also prepared us when we have to look for scriptures and things like that. It was easy for us to just know where the books of the Bible were and what scripture was there and we were able to find it quickly. Now, if I had to tell you this morning to turn to the book of Hezekiah, chapter 6, uh, some of you will probably be looking, some of you will just laugh at me because there's no book of Hezekiah in the Bible. And so it, it's important for us to understand the, how the word makes impact in and through us in our lives. So today the, the topic of my uh, uh, sermon is the word is our weapon. But the enemy wants to spiritually disarm us. Right? Now I would love it if you would look at me and say hey, amen and hallelujah and praise the Lord. So I know you're engaging with me and you're agreeing with me and you're excited about the word of God that we preaching this morning. Um, so I'm going to turn to to, I want you to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13. And uh, I'm, before I even go to the scripture, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background as to, uh, as to where we're coming through in the scripture. Now, when we look in the beginning of, the, of this chapter, Saul has 3,000 men. There are 2,000 men with, his, uh, with him, and there's 1,000 men with his son, and they are in, in, in the army. And Saul is now boasting about how he's overcoming the Philistines. But the Philistines are not very happy about what's going on, so they retaliate. And when they retaliated, it says that the, when, when in, in the same passage of scripture, it speaks about the Philistine army. And it says this, in this army, they came with 13,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, 
that. They talk about somebody that will come and will demolish. And not only will they demolish, but they will completely destroy and steal and kill. These were the, the men that the mentality of these men and this, this army that came towards them. And then it says that the, the one company was turned toward Ophrah, the land of Shul, and another company was turned toward Betharon, and another company toward the border that looks down the valley towards the wilderness. So they surrounded the Israelite army. And they knew that if they had to surround them, there was no way out. And then it goes on, and this is where I want to place emphasis on my sermons this morning. In verse 19 it says, Now there was no blacksmith to be found throughout the land of Israel. For the Philistine said, Lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. It says there was no blacksmith to be found throughout the land of Israel. And the Philistine said, lest there be, the, the Hebrews make themselves swords or spears. Now, you know, when, when we talk about a blacksmith, normally, you know, in, in the cowboy movies, you get the, when you, when you look at it, so not about a blacksmith, he's the one that uh, fix the, or make the shoes for the horses, right? So the horses can go puppity chop, puppity chop, you know, like that, and they can uh, run fast and not get hurt. So these are, the, that's what we know a blacksmith to be. On the other hand, as a little joke, uh, when, you, when you call somebody a blacksmith, it means they're a little bit, uh, you know, darker in complexion to the rest of the other people, right? So, um, I don't know whether you're laughing or you're not laughing or smiling or not smiling, but I like to see it in your eyes, right? So, you know, we, we normally refer to that as a, as a blacksmith, but here, these were the men, the blacksmiths were the men who made the swords or the spears. And now it says that there was no blacksmith found because the Philistine army either captured them or killed them or removed them from where they were. Because they said, lest these blacksmiths make swords and 
Lord. 
hammers it. He puts it in the fire, he takes it out, he hammers it. It's a painful process. If we have to look at our lives and the hammering that has to take place, the shaping, it's a painful process because there are things in our lives we are, we, what can I say, we, we, we are stuck to. And we say, you know what, this is how I am. I can't change. This is how I was born. 
finances, when, when things are going haywire, how are you still prospering? How are you still getting promotion? How are things coming your way? That is how when they look at us, we need to see that there's something different about us. The word gives us a polished look and what, what is engraved in us is determined by what we want. Which means that I can say and engrave on my life, I am a warrior. I can engrave on my life that the Lord is my strength and my power. I can engrave on my life there is nothing that is impossible with God. You can choose by what you're reading and what you're taking from the word of God, what makes you strong, what people can see through your life. Every one of us have a different message. Sometimes our messages may coincide, but we have a different message. And we are saying, Lord, I, I want the word of God to be engraved in me. And now we can say, I am as holy as unto the Lord. That should be what our declarations are. When people look at you, they must be able to see those kind of things. And so this is, when I looked at that process and I said, Lord, this is how the word of God must work in me. To make me a weapon of warfare. My sword, oh God, must be effective. My weapon of warfare must be effective. But also what we need to understand is that we can't skip any process. You can't go from saying I'm preparing and I'm beating it up and miss the cleaning up process and go to the process where I want to be used as a tool or you miss out with being used as a tool and you want to have a polished look. You can't miss any process. You have to go through all of the process in order to have that weapon that God intended for you to use. Now we will go on and and we go on into verse 20. It says, it says, but every one of the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen his plowshare, his mattock, his axe, and his sickle. And the charge was two thirds of the shekel for the plowshare and for the mattock and third of the shekel for sharpening the axes and for setting the bones. Now the Philistine, the Philistines, they were, they were okay to say, you can be farmers, right? Uh, you can come to us, we'll sharpen all your farming tools. We'll give you, we'll, we'll charge you for it, but we'll sharpen it, and it's okay for you to go to your land and to farm. As long as you are not a soldier and you are disarmed, we are okay. they know the moment the army is 
get out of the bed. We know what it is to be sick when we uh, when we face with some diseases and things like that that we never expected in our lives. Some of us are, uh, are, are there are things that come our way that we cannot even explain. But when we when 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 sickness like that comes our way, we don't give up. We don't say, oh, I don't know what to do. I'll wait until my days and things like that. No, we take the word of God, which is our weapon of warfare. And we say to the enemy, you have no right over this body. For I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. And so we fight off that sickness. We fight it off. We think, you know, if you just have to just say, Lord, just give me something, Lord. Give me something from your word. And if you just have to remember, maybe you may not know exactly in the Bible where it is, but if you know the account of the woman with the issue of blood, how for 12 years she was, she, she had this issue, uh, the sickness in her body, and she was weakened. But she said, I heard. I heard of, this, of Jesus, and I know that he's passing my way. I'm not going to just sit here and do nothing. What did she do? She in a weakened state. She was crawling on the ground in the dust. And she said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And we can do that. We may be in a very weak state, but we remember the word of God and say, God, if you can do it for that woman, you can do it for me. It brings remembrance to the word of God. How many of us are so beset by fear? In today's world, we know what fear is like. When this COVID pandemic hit our land and hit the world, we all of us went into a state of fear. Yes. 
and you are surrounded, I'm surrounded by him. And I'm reminded of the passage of scripture from uh, uh, about the uh, Elisha's servant Gehazi. You know, when, the, when he gets up and he looks around on the mountaintops and he sees this great army that is all around surrounding him and he's scared and he's fearful. And what Elisha prays, Elisha prays and says, open his eyes, Lord. Let him see that those that are for us are greater than those that are against us. And Elisha, when Gehazi opened his eyes, he saw the host of angels. And he became strong. We need to understand that. When we, when we go into those situations, we say, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see in the spirit of God, of how, oh God, I'm not surrounded by the enemy, but I am surrounded by a host of angels. He gives his angels charge over us. So no more are we surrounded. Imagine that. If he has, uh, uh, he's feeling in our, in our heart that we don't know what to do. And here we look at the word of God and it says, you are surrounded by angels. How powerful is that? No matter what you're going through, you can stand up strong and say, I can come and I can overcome anything. When you feel like there's no way out, no escape, think about Paul and Silas in the prison. What did they do? They didn't cry. They didn't say, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. We can sit and lose our hope. They rose up in praise and worship. They were bound with chains. They were whipped. They were, their bodies were hurting. It's nothing like what we think about nowadays about being bound. It was a horrible experience. But they didn't let it get them down. They praised and they worshipped God. And we need to think about those kind of situations where we feel that we are bound in chains. Let every chain be broken by our worship and our praise. And you know those times when you've been on your path, you know, when you, when you look at the, the things that, are hap that happened in, in the past, and it comes and it floods you, that's what the enemy does. Whenever you want to move forward, he takes you ten steps back. Because he wants you to remember of the person that you were in the past, and he brings it to remembrance and makes you feel guilty, and makes you feel less than yourself, and makes you lose all of your self-esteem, and makes you feel so down and out that you can't move forward. But the Bible says, forgetting those things which are behind.
you, Lord Jesus, for your people, those of God that are here, those of God that are watching online. I pray, O oh God, that we will come, O oh God, to that place where we realize that this word is 